and the mouse keep running, running, and 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 running, running, Everybody and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics uh, podcast. I almost said Spotlight. I'm Jim. I'm fumbling and a bumbling. And welcome to episode 320. You'd think I'd have a little bit of a better grasp of things after all of those episodes, but hey, that's me. I don't. So there. Uh, with that, let me remind you: before we go into an episode, where I'm going to be joined by Clay for a bunch of books. But before we do that, go. Over to the Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back. We can talk about the comics and life and love and this crazy roller coaster ride we call life. Also, go to our Patreon account, patreon.com slash weird science, and you can help us out with all the things that we do here. And if you're playing at home, this being episode 320. If you look at the feed right now, you'll say, well, where did episodes 318 and 319 go, Jim? And I'll tell you, they're on the Patreon. Last week was an annuals week. That is any time you get five Wednesdays in a month. And we're going to have another one in August, by the way. But when that happens, we have all of our shows as Patreon only to give, you know, a little shout out and things to our patrons. So that is where those shows are. And they were pretty big ones. I mean, we ended up having episode 318, the regular show that had Beta Ray Bill, the Amazing Spider-Man Chameleon Conspiracy, Black Cat Annual, Shang-Chi, the United States of Captain America, and Daredevil were all in that. And then episode 319 was Star Wars Doctor, Afro number 11, on our Star Wars episode continuing the War of the Bounty Hunters. So if you want to listen to those and much, much more, you can go over and join up on the Patreon for as little as a dollar. A dollar will get you the main Show so you'll be there you'll even get That Star Wars show a couple days in Advanced all this sort of cool things you'll Have to go and check it out but each level you go up You get more and more shows Marvel DC independent Comics independent Comics and even things that aren't Even comic based we usually do I'd say about 60 Shows each month Individual podcasts it's a lot so You know go check that out and if you do right Now You sign up, whatever level you want to sign up, you won't get charged right now. You won't get charged at all if you decide not to carry on into August. So that is a deal where you could check it out. I want people to be able to check things out. I think that we do enough good things that you would want to stay. So you can go check it out for free. And then when we get to August, you can decide if you want to carry on. You go into August, you'll be charged whatever level you're on, all that If not, at least you gave it a try. But that is all I ask. And with that, let's get on to this. It's been a while since we were on this regular feed, so let's cut the crap, right? Is that what they say? I think that's what they say down at the rec center. Let's cut that crap. (laughs) I'm saying that everything I said was crap. That's not very good. But we'll go off now and listen to me and Clay talk about books, starting with America Chavez, Made in the USA, number four. Here comes Jason Aaron now, he's a 
Right here we are, and we're going to start off with me and Clay. How are you doing, Clay? I am doing excellent today. Awesome, because we have three books, one better than the next, I say. <laughs> I don't actually, but me and you are going to go through America. Chavez made in the USA number four. Doesn't seem like a penultimate issue, we'll say that. Then we're going to go through a, the, I almost called it the Amazing Avengers. It's not. It's Avengers no, number it's 46, not. and it's the start of World War She-Hulk. And, yeah, we'll get into that. And then Amazing Spider-Man number 70, which is full-out Nick Spencer, prelude to the Sinister War, and seems to be a prelude more of, hey, I got to finish stuff and tie stuff up. I think that we're going to talk about it when we get to it, but there's a big fear with me and you that a lot of the things that we were looking forward to or at least guessing on and things like that might be pushed aside, and, and hopefully we don't end getting, you know, a thud. Of an ending, but we'll see. We'll see. But we're going to start with America Chavez, made in the USA, number four. Again, this was delayed. Me and you both said, feels like forever since we got it. Well, it's been two months, so that kind of is kind of forever, especially in a miniseries like this. I don't know what happened, the delay or what, but this issue, it, it feels odd. You know, just not even just the delay, but it feels like a third issue, not the fourth, not the penultimate of a five issue miniseries, because I wanted to see something beyond just America finding out why her powers were fritzing and then just, oh my God, it has to do with this, you know, unknown sister, whatever. It seems like what has to be tied up at the end is just going to kind of you know, get to where we wanted the story to start almost, it, it just feels weird, right? Yeah, you know, with these kinds of stories, I, I, I even messaged you when you uh, when you told me, hey, there's only one issue left. I said, well, I hope she is featured in another book. And I feel like that's probably what the plan was. But the only problem is, if that is true, they were probably hankering on the fact that maybe this book will sell. And if you have a delay, the last few books probably won't sell as much. Yeah, that, that stinks. Uh, and yeah, if they have a plan, almost like the Shang-Chi book with Jin Luan Yang, you have that mini, then you get another, you know, you keep, I wouldn't mind with America having a couple mini series, you know, you do this, and, but the problem is you have to wait and see how it is. Now with Shang-Chi, a little thing called a movie coming out, so they're going to push that even more. But yeah, I like America. But this ends up, and you know, you jumping into the character and things, I don't know that you're getting the coolness of the character yet because she doesn't have her full powers, which allows you to do some character work, you know, allows you to do some things of not just this, who a lot of people yelled were overpowered type deal, uh, but even then changing the background, stuff like that. But it seems to have gotten away from that. This issue just feels like almost like a, a filler issue. To, for a, a big point of it, and yet 
you just had a delay. You can't have that to get into this. But it is by Kalinda Vasquez writing. Carlos Gomez on art. Jesus Urbatov on colors. And DC's Travis Lanham on letters. America's powers are fritzing with no warning. But that hasn't stopped her from dropping everything to rush New York City to save the Santana family who raised her after she fell to earth. America chased Catalina, the mysterious woman who attacked the Santanas, who then insisted they had returned to the utopian parallel, but that it was a research facility where they had been experimenting on children to save their lives, not another dimension. More confusingly, Catalina seemed to know all about America and insisted they were sisters. Now America is at a loss for what to believe. Now, with all of this, I ended up rereading the first uh, volume of the all-new Wolverine, the X-23, Laura with Gabby, the sisters, all that, this feels very similar to it. It really does. The idea that America finds out that there were these sisters, that they ended up being kind of abused and, and used, and that their parents, who were actually scientists, end up being killed by the end of this with the evil you know, guy and his bodyguards and things like that. But even with that, like, there's not the focus here in my mind of how to get like, who are you going to take it back to? How are you going to stick it to the man here? Because basically it's just an argument by the end of these new sisters being raised by Catalina so that she can figure out because they also with all this research and stuff, they're dying again, like the whole deal with Gabby and the sisters with X 23 stuff. And it, it really, and it was only because I read that today, like, Holy crap, this is very similar. But like I said, the, the idea at the end of the focus of what's going to happen and how this ends and whatnot pretty much is on Catalina, her sister, who is raising some new girls so that she could pretty much figure out how to cure herself and not die. And then you end up, you know, throwing in family even more the you know, her, you know, stepbrother, adopted brother there who gets thrown in out of nowhere, really. Uh, but I still like America. I like seeing these flashbacks and it's cute as hell i mean all these little sisters and their little you know america chavez outfits and things are cute but i don't know i i just i got done with this and just thought to myself first off thought in a second i thought this was five issues what's gonna end up being resolved at the end like it, it almost can be resolved by america saying no we're not doing the experiments. All these girls get like, okay, then then what? I, I just, at the end of this, it just, it threw me off a bit, mainly because of the five-issue deal. But what is the real focus of the story? Uh, because I think that this issue gets a little bit away from, like, get it. Like, the fourth issue, you need to really set up that big thing that you're going to end with. And it just feels, again, like her having to save her brother and stop the experiments. But that's not really huge for me and whatnot. But how about you? Yeah, I, a part of me says, okay, for those who are just getting introduced to the character, this story, which very much feels like what could have been an annual, yeah. you know, uh, it's something that you could use. You know, hey, this gives me more character development for this character. But like you said, for a penultimate issue for a miniseries that's only five issues, this is not where you should have put this. Yeah. Uh, you, you needed something, like you said, that ultimately, what is the end goal? The end goal for this seems like it's saving these kids. But the way they ended, like you said, with the brother, I told you before we started recording, it does feel a little forced, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Chavez opens up a portal. Her sister falls through. And her sister comes back empty-handed, and then she's like, oh, wait, I forgot something in the other room. Oh, it's your brother. Your brother. Like, <laughs> and it's funny, I, it just too, felt like, really weird. And the weird thing about it is with that, even with the, the background, you end up seeing, you know, this Gales, this, this bad guy in this utopian parallel 15 years ago. He was the guy who ended up killing the, the moms. And, and yet he's not the focus. He's not the bad guy. Like, you're just kind of showing this. If this was the idea that you ended up having Catalina come and say, listen, I know you don't know me, America, but I'm your sister. We're not really from this parallel dimension. We're actually from an island where they experiment on us. Come and go because they're starting the program up again. Then I could say, all right, now we got some. We got a bad guy who ended up killing their moms and things like that. But this is, hey, I'm your sister. I tried to kill your now family, your adoptive family, but come with me. Take a shot so you remember things. Even that, why really do you need America that much here if you're Catalina? She is starting the program again to try to get these kids so she can figure out how to cure herself and seems to have gone a couple extra steps to cause her own misery because of the idea that America comes back and says, no, 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 I, uh, you know, I we can't do this. We can't subject kids to what we went through. And that is only, you know, solidified when she does what Catalina says, take the shot and you'll remember everything. She remembers everything. Now she really wants to save the kids. It doesn't do anything in in this overall plan of the things. Now, again, if it was, Hey, our moms, we thought they were dead. They're alive. Okay. you, You got something interesting there. Hey, uh, you know, and the whole thing was, I'm going to try to fix your powers and things like that because we're both going monkey and whatnot. But really, this all is based to have them just disagree more and not want to do this program and not. But it is nice to see the deal. I told you before we recorded that I like seeing how she fell through that portal and ha- and why she, even up until this, why she thought that this was a parallel dimension because. She fell out of a portal. She didn't know when she's a little girl. She fell out of the sky, yeah. And she's a little girl, so when she remembers things, she thinks that this, you know, it was a parallel dimension. It wasn't. And I don't know that that makes things better or worse or whatnot, but me and you are both finding out about this together. So this is new stuff, and it's cool, but it just kind of is thrown in here as if that's all you really wanted to do here. Show that she has some sisters, show that she's not from a parallel dimension. But you, you told us that before. Now we're just kind of, you know, you know, twiddling our thumbs, I get to go. Because like you said, you end up having America say, my powers are, are all fritzed out, but you're bad. I don't want you here. Boom. Stamps on the ground and makes a portal to what she calls the worst place ever. And that's the joke. It's New Jersey. Everybody, you know, shits on New Jersey. Part of my <laughs> French. I'm not supposed to curse on this, but you end up with that. Now I'm from the Philadelphia area, so it makes me laugh anyway. So, but yeah, with that, she must just then, oh man, I'm in New Jersey. She says like touche and then just runs off to get, to get her brother. I mean, she actually helped Catalina to get closer. To New York, probably got a couple cabs, went there, got the brother, came back, whatever. Uh, it's just odd. It, it's just overall odd. And when I got done, I, I thought to myself, was this like 10 pages? Because it really went quick and it didn't feel like didn't feel like a penultimate issue that's going to be, you know, at the next deal. Because I think that basically you're just going to have to decide 
are they going to do experiments on little girls? Now, this is me. I don't think that's going to happen. So it will be like, where do you, how do you end? We're going to talk about even the Harry stuff later in Amazing Spider-Man about how little time you have. But you have one issue to say to Catalina, hey, me and you work together. We don't have to use the kids. Let's figure out how our powers are fritzing and we're dying. All this, okay, solved, done. I I just, it, it feels weird that you could end in one more issue because we're not that far in the story here. And like I said, the big villain is just Catalina, who tried to kill the Santanas and now ends up having her brother. But I don't know. Birdo in trouble, that's, you know, big. But really, I just, this this is a weird book now. And maybe it is just to get the name out there again. Maybe it is like, you know, you know the character a bit now. It's a shame that we don't have a full-powered character. And I don't think we're going to get one until the very, very end. If we do, they may end up maybe what we want. Hey, we'll go and find out about our powers and we'll have another mini series. I don't know, but it's weird. The art's really good, though. I do like the art. The, the I, little girls are, I are real cute, right? Art. Yeah, uh, so cool. And and you want to see all these other kids, too. Like, where are they? I, I wouldn't mind having the, you know, America Chavez team going around and stuff like that. They look cool. So I don't know. It's, it's just weird for a penultimate issue. And. Uh, are they going to try to find Gales? Are they going to try to find all these guys? But I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. One issue left, it seems. I mean, I looked up three things because I really thought maybe that site's wrong. Maybe Marvel itself is wrong. I kept going and looking, but everything says five. So we'll see. Uh, anything else? No, I don't think so. You know, uh, you you were saying, you know, these these uh, Ameri- uh, America girls, you know, all in the suits or whatever. I then had an idea that I kind of wouldn't like uh, just because it's basically like, oh, what if one of these becomes like another enemy or whatever? That's basically her sister. So I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily want that regurgitated, but I would like to know what happened. What to happened? Them, at least. Yeah, I would like to them have like a file or something. And at least, you would know, OK, they're OK. Or they, but you could end up. I mean, the, the setup here could be pretty cool where. They start getting kidnapped, you know, but where are they? What did they do with them? All this stuff. America just fell out of the sky. And you ended up, though, with one of the things that you have to think like Gales ended up with Catalina. I mean, that's how America got out. So he seemingly stayed with all those. Go- like, where are they? What's going on? And, and stuff like that. So we'll see. We'll see the deal. But, yeah, you, you kind of end with that. I'm going to do this experiments on these girls. No, you're not. I have your brother. Oh, no. That's, that's kind of how you end. And because of that, I, I like the art, like we said, 6-5 uh, for me overall with that. And I hope that, I mean, here's the deal. You, it might tie up great. I hope it does. I hope it's something where, you know, especially, like I said, you kind of jump into the character. I hope that we end up the next issue saying, oh, man, America's so cool. This is ending up what happened with, and I mentioned it before, the Shang-Chi book, where you ended up having Esme. And Brother Saber, like all these new things, like these are cool. I want to go on and we do continue on with that in the current deal. I just want something that you don't end up having another America book that ends up not doing so well, not because of the character, but because of the writing. And then people get the fodder to say, oh, she's a terrible character. Yeah, nobody likes her. She's terrible. It's not the case. She's a cool character. She just needs a cool story to, you know. Give her something to show people how good she is. But uh, what would you give it? Yeah, I was wondering what I would give it. 
I w- like I didn't want to be too negative compared to you. Uh, but with you giving it a six five, you're right above what I was going to give it. I I was giving it a six uh, just because I was a little disappointed with how quick the read was. Not a whole lot of answers other than like just the overall background as like not not any answers as far as the present. I mean, and then you know the very uh, shoehorned and very uh, obvious like oh I have your brother ending is was not really for me so that's why I, I have to give it a six yeah it, it's weird and again when we started out we had a bunch of cool things with America you know to, you know the people she teams up with her girlfriend that all got pushed aside when she went to New York to get her out of the way and now it's just not really done much so it's a shame we'll see how it ends oh, but we have the next book and we're back to regular adventures you know I'd say thank God. I, I a lot of people were telling me how much they loved the Heroes Reborn. I didn't get. I'm telling you that ended with a thud, and you, you rarely got, you barely got any story or anything with it. But we're back to the regular Avengers, and now I want to get back to Heroes Reborn. Like I did. The thing is, the <laughs> Avengers book itself just drives me insane because of how little we we do and how crazy these stories end up feeling. Especially, it's weird too because. How can you have one book that you end up getting almost event fatigue from the one book? Because everything is the end of the world. Everything is something. And, and this is an Avengers type thing, but it, and a Justice League thing. I get it. But I remember way back, I used to listen to Comic Vine, the podcast, all the time. And I remember uh, G-Man, Tony, on there. He actually did say something at one point like, you can't just have end of world, end of world, end of world. You have to have a little bit of a cool down in between so you can gather, you know, your thoughts, have some character work. Because when you're in the middle of the end of world situations all the time, you're only getting that full bore character. You're only getting, you know, Thor throwing the hammer and things. And you need that character work to kind of get it between. I think that this Avengers book has that problem, but also the problem where I don't even know if these characters know or like each other ever because they're never together. They're never doing anything as a team anymore. And it, it, it drives me insane. It, it just, it, it's so crazy. I don't know. This this here, it starts a deal. I love She-Hulk. I love Jennifer. I don't like Jason Aaron's She-Hulk or uh, Jennifer at all. And he tries to... I don't know, maybe please some of the She-Hulk fans by having her use as a mantra some of her law knowledge and things. It's not enough. I mean, he full out has the savage She-Hulk. She-Hulk's always yelling, always ripping things apart and stuff. And I think she needs a bit. And it's a shame because she was in Heroes Reborn. She was just a lawyer. She never became She-Hulk. Maybe we needed something of that. Maybe I would have liked to have seen a little bit of her in The Heroes Reborn just to see what he would do if he can't just make her rip things apart and stuff. But he, he didn't. He only got a mention. But here we go. Here we go. It's Avengers number 46. It is written by Jason Aaron. I, I don't know if we, we said that. Uh, art by Javier Garon, who does a pretty good job. And it's World War She-Hulk Part 1, The Taking and Breaking of Jennifer Waters. Uh, colors by David Coriel, letters by VCs Corey Petit. The Avengers restored all of reality after it was warped by Phil Coulson and Mephisto. The Avengers World and Infant are the Avengers Ward, an infant empowered by the cosmic starbrand, returned from the new reality several years older and with an aggressive new attitude. Got a two, she does. During the recent battle to determine the Phoenix Force's new host, 
Polka Namor battled in Moscow's Red Square. Now, think of this. First off, it doesn't say She-Hulk, and this is something that a couple people had pointed out, where Jason Aaron jumps between calling her She-Hulk and Hulk, and after the whole deal with the Civil War II, when Bruce Banner Hulk got killed, she was then just Hulk. Marvel tried to make her full out Hulk, but then he came back, Immortal Hulk, stuff like that. So it's weird. And they said, I, I wasn't aware of this because I wasn't reading Marvel and doing podcasts at that point at Civil War II, uh, that a lot of She-Hulk fans really you know, push back at the idea of her just being called Hulk. They like the She-Hulk deal. Jason Aaron just kind of willy-nilly goes between, but then it's just an aside. Hulk and Namor battle in Moscow's Red Square. Neither ultimately won the tournament. The winner and inheritor of the Phoenix Power was Echo, who has proven a valuable ally to the team. Now, I want to ask you right here, Clay. Do you realize why they say this? Do you realize that the Winter Guard is there to arrest Jennifer because they ended up messing up buildings in in Moscow's Red Square? That's all this is. I mean, why aren't they going after Namor? Why aren't they going after the – they're going after Jennifer. I was very confused by this. Yeah. That, that it, how ridiculous is that? I mean, that's the setup. We got to get She-Hulk because you've ruined some buildings in Red Square during a Phoenix Force tournament battling Which, Namor. I will say, like, regardless, but freaking, what's her name? The assassin on the Winter Guard yeah, was Red, a part of that Red tournament. Widow and knows exactly what was happening and what you couldn't can't do. She was made to do this fight. You know, and, and so they're there. Now, with that, they probably... We're probably going to see some things that it's a little more than that. This is an opportunity. But, yeah, Red Widow was part of the tournament. She was actually in that. And so that is ridiculous. And and to use that as the setup, like, oh, well, who can we use? Because uh, is the whole world – are we going to have World War Tony and World War, you know, Cap next? Because they were wrecking crap all over the place as well. Is it just that, you know – Russians, they, they get a little angrier. I don't know. Where's Namor? Why are you going after the Phoenix Force? Is it because you get mopped up? By? It's just so odd. Now, with that, you end up with Gorilla Man in this. This is a plot point that has been around so long. I believe I was the age of the star brand baby when it started <laughs> out. It's very possible. <laughs> I, I think I've aged multiple years because of this. But it was the idea of as we got to the agents of Wakanda, this was a thing where Gorilla Man was kind of a double agent. He was a traitor. He was going to. And we find out finally like the whole deal with this. And at the end, so odd where you end up where, and I'll just tell you, he made a deal with Dracula to sell out the Avengers to the Winter Guard so that they would come and the Red Widow would kill him because he just wants to die because he's a Gorilla Man. There you go. That was it. Now. Unfortunately, it looks like Ursa Major of the Winter Guard was a double agent himself and was because he's whispering to Gorilla Man at that point, hey, aren't they just supposed to come and come and do something here? And they end up killing him and don't kill Gorilla Man. So Gorilla Man gets screwed. He gets left behind and he's alive and now he's gonna have to, you know, atone for his whatever. But with that, you started out where he's not listening to Tony. There is a virus in the whole celestial Avengers Mountain. Tony's trying to figure it out. Gorilla Man won't help him. Then Gorilla Man just pretty much bashes Tony down as he teleports in the Winter Guard. And again, the Winter Guard, when I have, and maybe I'll even play it uh, before we have this, the song about how many stories we have, this Winter Guard has just been sitting around. And I know the Winter Guard are a thing or whatnot, 
where they were presented in this book and how I just to me, they were just the Russian Squadron Supreme. And now we're done with the Squadron Supreme. Now we go right to this. And that's where I think we did need a little bit of a, you know, in between thing or something that just, you know, nothing can go right with these oh, Avengers. Don't don't you remember, Jim? It was they they were they were there within the first twelve issues. So this was oh, planned yeah. the entire oh, yeah, time. The entire time they'll tell us. And and again, yeah, it was there <laughs> to throw it out. But yeah, you did have remember at that point, that really was also right around where you did have the Squadron Supreme and the Mephisto stuff on the side and Colson back from the dead and stuff. And we haven't stopped throwing teams out there and things and whatnot, but it makes me like I wish that I if I was on the Avengers right now, say I'm Tony, I'd be so jealous of all these other teams that actually do something together. I, I'd sit there and say, man, I wish the Avengers could get in one page and be all there as a team and get things done because they keep. Is it the play that that's why they keep getting, you know, knocked around and things is because they aren't a cohesive team like the bad guy teams? I don't know. But, yeah, they're there. To get Jennifer But like you said If this is the plan from the beginning If this is Jason Aaron Okay, and then I'm going to have a Phoenix Force tournament And then I'll have Jennifer She won't win it But at one point she'll fight Namor in Red Square And they'll hit a building And then they'll come together But you can only guess that it has to be something more Right? That they would get Jennifer So that she can, you know, go to the Red Room They can control her Let's go And then that seems what it will be But they're just. This is a quick issue too, because every Avenger just gets knocked aside. I mean, no, Captain this, Marvel this is a huge Avenger, also, right? This this whole ordeal of like them living in a celestial and then them being able to turn off its brain or whatever, and it's like like people are telling the mountain to shut up and like all sorts of stuff. I I I don't get it. I don't get why people are. And this may be, you know, bad to say. I don't understand how people are enjoying this book. Well, it's true. I'm not. But here we are. <laughs> that, that, that's the well, thing, too. At the beginning, because, it seemed cool to have the celestial. But it, actually, it never did. It always felt weird, right, about the Celestial Mountain. And the minute, I, I would just guess, the minute the next person comes on, I, whoever it is, you, me, Donnie Cates, I don't know. That's gone. They are going to move back to the mansion. You know they will, or they'll. The Tony will build them something because it is ridiculous. It keeps Gosh, causing I, I just, problems. I just realized. I just realized this celestial is the Fortress of Solitude moving to the yeah freaking yeah, it's just, uh, triangle. yeah just doing something new for the sake of doing it. It's caused them so many problems that they're just going to say. Eh, screw this. <laughs> Let's get out of here. I, it only was there because they defeated the Celestials at the beginning of the run. And so it was just there as a reminder. And they're just running through. Remember, Cap, right before Heroes Reborn, he was running through the veins of it. It's just, I'm, I'm sick of all of it. But yeah, Captain Marvel, I like Captain Marvel. Carol just gets, you know, smacked around, just gets, you know, minimized. They end up grabbing. Jennifer. What in the world is the dark I force? Know. I don't know. Because I, uh, the star brand like sniffs something and she's like, oh, I smell the dark yeah, force. Yeah. What? Well, it took down Carol. <laughs> just like you end up where I, I just don't get it. I don't get I, I, like you said, I don't get what people like. They end up and, and one of the big things. Oh, we have a Hulkbuster. But the idea of the Hulkbuster then is to contain Jen. But then she gets in it, and then she breaks out. You have these things, the star brand girl now. And again, Cap and T'Challa are arguing. I know this is the star brand, 
I know this is bigger than that, but it's still a little girl. It's a little girl right now. It was a baby. Now she's a little girl. And they're like, yeah, let's get her on the team, which also joining up with Echo as the Phoenix Force. I mean, are you just trying to overpower this team to the nth degree? And yet they still get beat. They can't win anything at all in this whole deal. And they're the most powered thing. They have the Phoenix Force, the Starbrand. They have Captain Marvel, She-Gold, all this. They just get smacked around. Like I said, just and, and while Cap and T'Challa are just arguing about should they let a little girl get on the team? It's just to me, it's ridiculous. Gorilla Man knocks out Tony. All this going on, they do subdue Jennifer, and they have, you know, you want to make it so that Jennifer seems pretty powered up, so it takes a while to do it. She ends up breaking out of the Hulkbuster deal. They have to attack again, which to me looks very, very sexy at that that one point. I don't know. She's laying there, all that stuff. You end up, though, at the end where they just take her out. Gorilla Man hopes at this point he's going to get his wish that he did with Dracula and get killed. But no, Ursa Major gets killed. And then they go. They take Jen. And she, like, quickly in. Now, wouldn't this be a part where at least you can show Jennifer do it? You already had her reciting her nonsense, you know, law stuff. But then she has a trial. Yeah, they might not want her to represent herself, but at least do something. They end Make up where interesting. She, she's savage She-Hulk here. She doesn't say anything. And the Russian court says, okay, you're done. You're off and off to the Red Room to you. I, I just, you're really pushing aside some things that you really could show that you do understand, Jennifer. And you do like She-Hulk and things like that. But no, it's just get her into the Red Room in the end. And it, to be continued where she's going to kill everybody. She's turning into Red Hulk. There are all these, you know, because of the Red Room and stuff like that. And, the big thing is she's going to be called Winter Hulk coming up, I heard. Well, I, just... I was going to say, have you seen the promotional art for this? There's So there's this picture. I have no idea if it's actually Jennifer or not. But there is a Hulkling-type character that is wearing all white, and she has long blonde hair. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. Winter, Winter Hulk and, they're going to do. And red, red skin. And it does not look good. Does, yeah. And, <laughs> it and does again, not. It, it, and is it so like it just I hate when you have these things. What? Why do this? I, I guess. And, and then put the World War She-Hulk. I mean, right there, you you already had him do an event, Heroes Reborn, which he grabbed the name from a real sh- crappy event before. And to, now you're just going to tie on and coattails of World War Hulk and things like that to do the She-Hulk deal. But you end up in this first issue. You know, going past a couple things that you could have done that would have been cool, and you don't do it. I like the art, though. But again, overall, I'm, I'm a, it's another six five to me. I could go to a six because I get so irritated. I'm going to oh, give no, it. A, I'm I'm going six. <laughs> I'm going to give it the benefit because it's the first. But ah, screw it. I'm going six. Six I, it is. I'm um, going six because the art, although some of it, it, it's not, it's not bad, but it's clunky. Like, a lot of the facial expressions for Hulk were very, very strange throughout this entire thing. Or She-Hulk, whatever you want to call her. Um, I feel like there's a lot of panels where, like, a lot of the other characters were too far away. And so they it was just an excuse not to give them detail. Yeah. it, And then, of course, just the gibberish that is written as dialogue in this entire book. It doesn't make any sense to me. How, I mean, 
how long do you think it did to get this trial? Is this just they ran off and did the trial immediately? Because even then, you get the the end. The Red Room is a secret furnace where some of the world's greatest assassins and super killers have been forged. And now She-Hulk is its newest recruit. As the Avengers race to rescue Jen, well, where were they when they were getting this trial together? Where were they when they were transferring her between this trial and over to the Red Room? There seems to be a lot of time between. I know that they're going to rush this trial or whatnot. I, why even have a trial? I mean, really, they're grabbing her and throwing her into the Red Room. Please, don't even pretend you. And if you have a trial and Jennifer's involved, that's already a misplay by not allowing her to do anything with the trial or anything. So it's just ridiculous. The Avengers, what are they twiddling their thumbs on all this? What you do is say, hey, Phoenix, go get her. Uh, it's the Phoenix Force. Yeah, you're going to play. And I think that Jason Aaron's big play with this will be. Well, she just got it. She just, she doesn't know how to do it. It's the Phoenix Force. Go and just grab her. Destroy. I mean, at this point, I, I'm not exactly great on diplomacy. I mean, just destroy Russia. That's what I say. It's just a comic book. They grab Shield. Go and just <laughs> light it on fire. I, I just go to the Red Room at least and just rip it apart. Again, that is something. And you even see little hints where, again, the synergy of it. Well, there, Jason, uh, you're doing the story. Can you get Black Widow involved? Because there's my, oh, yeah, I can get her. I'm going to send Jennifer She-Hulk to the Red Room. They're like, eh, it doesn't make sense, but let's go with it. Why do you do that? Well, she ended up wrecking a building during the field. Why aren't they going after Neymar? Yeah, that doesn't do as well for me. I, name World War Neymar. That doesn't sound great. Let's go here. It just, it's ridiculous. I, I just love it, too. Hey, where's Thor? Oh, he's in Asgard. All right. I've I've said this numerous times with DC as well as Marvel. uh, The Avengers needs to be a event book, not an ongoing title. Because just like we were saying in the beginning, how if you keep wanting to go with these big events with every single arc of Avengers, it doesn't make it worthwhile. You keep getting these moments of like, oh, my gosh, the world's going to end. And then, okay, the day is saved. Oh, next day, the world's going to end. Like, it's just too, too much. I think that you need to have individual character books to develop those characters and then have an event story. And people might say that this could be an event, but it it doesn't feel like it to me. I mean, this is a Winter Guard tie-in deal from before. Also, one thing that does bother me is the deal where you could legitimately have some really good character work with this coming out of Heroes Reborn because – while you end up having Tony and T'Challa talking about Heroes Reborn. They're actually talking about it. They remember it. They are aware of it. All these things. Does Jennifer remember that she wasn't She-Hulk then? That she was just a lawyer? Does you know? Does Carol remember she was just a pilot? What, what do they think about coming back to this? Where is that epilogue deal? Where? Because when we were in that Heroes Reborn... I kept complaining. We didn't know what the world was like. We also didn't really know if it was worse off with or without the Avengers, really, overall. And I wish that when you come back, you end up having Jennifer pissed off at a point and saying to T'Challa and Cap, Starbrand Baby, all those, why'd you do this? I, I actually had my damn life back. I had an actual life, not this nonsense. And you brought me back to this crap. And then maybe tie that into maybe she isn't in the vet. Like she's like, I quit. I'm out. I'm done with this. And then they can capture this idea of this setup of them in Avengers Mountain, where you even have to do the idea where if Thor is there, he's wrecking house. He's not going to be stopped by these guys. And so he can't be there. 
Ghost Rider, he's got some crazy stuff. Oh, he's doing Ghost Rider things. Uh, Phoenix, oh, she's not used to her powers. Like, y- you, you're overpowering a team, but then never having it do anything. But I would have liked to have seen what some of these characters think of, you know, you screwed me. It reminds me of anybody watched Buffy. I know that uh, Joss Whedon, he's canceled every day, it seems. But back in Buffy, <laughs> she ended up dying. And they brought her back, thinking this was the right thing to do. And when she came back, she said, I, I was in heaven. I, I was fine. I-, I actually was in heaven. And you guys brought me back to this hell of a life and never really recovered that much. She was depressed for the rest of the series, pretty much. I would have liked to have seen that a little. And maybe that could have tied in why Jen goes off a little. But yeah, nonsense. I don't even know why I'm making up stories with this. It- it's not even worth it. It, it ends up where... Jason Aaron, I don't know. At, at points, I thought that it was Jason Aaron Presents, not the Avengers, Jason Aaron's Presents book. Now I feel like he's just getting bored. It almost feels like these things are mailed in, like, oh, I got to do something big. All right, World War She-Hulk, let's throw it out there. And and even the setup and things aren't even that inspired anymore. It really feels like that. And maybe he just needs to get on some other book. Maybe he needs to... You know, maybe he needs to go to D.C. or something like that, you know, independent stuff. I, I just feel like he he really, in my mind, from stuff that I read before, this seems like a bored Jason Aaron trying to inspire himself by doing a Heroes Reborn. Maybe that'll light the fire. Nah, let's do World War She. It just doesn't feel any bit inspired or anything else. So, yeah, six. We're both sixes. Let's go on to the next one. We're not having a, a, a real love fest here. I apologize. But Amazing Spider-Man number 70, it's the prelude to the Sinister War. So like we said, it's a prelude to the Sinister War. It's also showing you that Jason, uh, Jason Aaron, I'm still mad at him. Nick Spencer, he has so many things he has to tie up in a couple issues. And at least he's aware of it. And he's trying to throw them out there and trying to get some things going. But. It really looks like it's heading towards, you know, some real fudge things coming up to end this and, and tie some stuff in. Uh, but you end up, I'll give you these stats if I can find them. I'm right here going through this and then getting mad going through. Nick Spencer writing Federico Vicentini on art. You got colors by Alex Sinclair and letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. And you have grad school is always a challenge for Peter, but it pales in comparison with the mysterious and powerful villain named Kindred who could have easily killed Spider-Man. Actually did about 10 times in Burnham. Kindred exhumed the bodies of everyone Spider-Man lost to teach Peter a lesson. And it was only through an extraordinary intervention by Norman Osborn that Peter and his girlfriend Mary Jane were saved. Why did Norman help? He had just figured out that Kindred was actually his son Harry and hoped to save Harry from himself. NYPD CSI Carly Cooper examined the exhumed bodies and made a startling discovery, which we find out what it was. Before she could alert Spider-Man, she was kidnapped by Kindred and thrown into a prison cell with none other than dot, 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 Harry Osborn. Meanwhile, many of Spider-Man's other foes have been gathering in the wings, which never bodes well for Spider-Man. She would be nice to just be a normal grad student. And think about this. We're going. <laughs> Do you think that at the beginning of all this? Like, I, I don't know when they would have told. And it, it feels like this is more, hey, Nick, you're not going to be on the book anymore. Because I never thought that the Kindred stuff would be resolved during a Sinister War story. We always thought that the Sinister War story was getting us to 75. We're going to have a big 75 issue. And then the stretch run of this Kindred stuff, which a lot of people, including us, were hoping one more day stuff. All that things where you did have Kindred getting captured and saying to Norman and Peter, look, you know, pretty much chase the money. Look at the clues. You guys screwed me. You figure it out. And please help me. 
But you never got anything from that. And so we were waiting for this big reveal. What's going on with Kindred? And, and even with us saying something is not right because, you know, Harry himself can't bring people back from the dead over and over and all these things. Then we end up in that chameleon conspiracy, which really to me was not very good, right? It, it really ended. And you're like, what was that? Uh, you ended up seeing at one point Kindred getting the chameleon serum and hey and and even chameleon like yeah you know you have to keep up appearances i'm like well what's that about i mean you better we still thought it was you know harry trying to do who knows what it is now because you end up seeing that harry's in jail thrown in jail by kindred with carly and it just feels like there's too much going on in this book now especially with another deal with the sinister war and i'm starting to think that we're going to get you know, the, the lesser of everything thrown in together, that's my, my fear. We'll see if it's right. But what do you think? I couldn't agree less with everything that you said. Uh, there's so much going on here. I do enjoy the dialogue because, like we said, Nick Spencer is back on here. But my only quibbles with this is there's so much going on so quickly throughout the book. I didn't know what to focus on and I'm starting to lose track of like, okay, what is more important? And is the kindred story even relevant? Yeah. Because that's what, yeah. we are quickly moving towards the sinister war and we have yet to find out any mysteries of kindred. And I told you this before we started recording, I feel like kindred will be thrown into the sinister war and it'll just be like a nonsense story yeah i think it has to we only have a couple issues and some you know one shots and tie-ins and sinister war stuff but didn't you wouldn't you have thought kindred is so big right that i mean supposedly that you would have had some sort of the arc that's named after whatever's going on with them like you'd yeah. have like Family matters And then, then we'd have Urkel He'd show up right Because it's family <laughs> Or you know Something like that Sins of the family You know Go with that nonsense before. Yeah really it, But <laughs> wouldn't you think this You would think that Kindred The big thing in this whole run Would end the story When everything gets wrapped up The final deal Is something that is Just focused on Kindred And even called It's going to seemingly end In the Sinister War Which is just You know Seem cool and we were looking forward to it. And even the little backups without much going on, but, you know, kind of, oh, Doc Ock, oh, man. Liz, I, and, and now it's just everything getting thrown, including, you know, at the beginning, a big thing. And, and the, the funny thing about this issue, there are actually some big things that do happen, but they're just kind of thrown at you. And then you move into the next one. And like you said, you get confused what you're supposed to focus on. I mean, at the beginning, Kurt Connors, he gets separated from the lizard and like he ends up being cured quote unquote but now the lizard's off running around doing it and so he's got to right there is big but it just kind of gets thrown at you and you even see it in a flashback and i just i don't get like the idea and and even tying into stuff from the hunted story way way back with kurt's son and all of a sudden he pops up again oh i'm still working on that cure i'm still doing this but now we're just gonna rush to an end and it looks cool and it looks big. But again, by the end, I'm like, I don't know what to focus on either. But then even with the lookups with Mary Jane, like out of nowhere, we go back to that being mentioned, like Nick Spencer just wants to throw things out there to, you know, hey, 
that's still going on and we'll finish this and whatnot because she's trying to find Carly, but nobody knows where Carly is. Carly ended up getting, we said, captured by Norman. Now, remember just how long ago that even was when she ended up doing the autopsies. Oh, my God, I got to call Mary Jane. Now we see that the thing that she got upset about, and even then, remember when we were guessing what it was? And at one point we said, maybe it's Harry, but now it doesn't mean as much. It just feels like it's just kind of, oh, so it was Harry's body. I mean, it, it doesn't hit right now with me because we're just going to, we don't have that much time left and it's just there. But like you said, and they said at the beginning, he's, she's in a cell with Harry. And so when what, we thought it was Norman. Yeah, we the, thought it was Norman. And so what does this mean? What what is going on? Because it seems as if Kindred came in and I it just feels like there's not enough time, so we're just gonna make Kindred a demon who ended up grabbing Harry and hiding Harry in the cell and then did his things and was just really messing with Norman and Peter. That's not that big anymore. That's just, you know, just a standard deal. And I think that something went real wrong. I, I actually think if, you know, sales, whatnot, all that, I think that the biggest complaint that you would have with Nick Spencer, if you are, you know, an editor or you know, higher up, is that he has too many dangling threads and he's not yeah. going quick enough. And that ends up screwing us at the end because it doesn't feel like they're giving them that full time. And so you have that. You have the lookups mentioned. Then you go to Overdrive, who's also looking for Carly, but in the meantime goes to Boomerang. Hey, I want to hire you for a job, okay? All right. Then everything's just thrown at you. And I don't even, like, the thing with Overdrive and Boomerang, it's okay. I mean, I like Boomerang. I want him to have some redemption. I don't mind Overdrive. I really don't care either way, but... That's a cool way for him to try to save Carly, all that. But I just, with this, everything's thrown together. Then you get Doc Ock, who is working. And we said, even that memory is hearing those whispers and stuff. He was talking to somebody. We figured it was Kindred because of what was going on. Because he wants to know some of his missing timeline, things like that. And then you just get, well... You know, the Sinister Wars, I don't even know what the Sinister War is now. At one point, I had an idea, right? I thought I had this weird idea in my head, but that seems to be thrown aside when you get Doc out going up to Kindred. Hey, Kindred, I got my guys. Oh, well, remember our deal. I get to pick one. It looks like Mysterio. Just, you know, and Mysterio. And then at one point, you have a lot of other characters thrown in, you know, like Vulture and stuff. But everything's just thrown at you out of nowhere. And it looks like. No, no. It looks like it's just every man for themselves and let's go. There's some cool characters and things like that that you see. I don't know about you, though, but I'm thinking that Doc Ox team, they kind of have an upper hand. I mean, look at that. That's like a classic team. Uh, but I don't know. <laughs> By the end, I, my head was spinning. It really was about what we're dealing with and what we're going on with. And really, I was upset about Kindred, the most part, the idea that Harry is in that cell, which Again, is there going to be a twist? Is there enough time for a twist? Is there enough things to do? Because me and you wanted that search team up of Norman and Peter going off to see what screwed over Harry. What did they do that they can't remember that screwed over Harry? There's no time for that. That's done. It's going to be shoved aside. That was all. That was the big kid. Like the idea we got the reveal that Kindred was Harry. It was huge, right? 
but we wanted to know how it made sense. Now you're just telling us that it never made sense because it wasn't him. And now we don't like everything gets pushed aside. Now he may end up proving us wrong or whatnot, but I blame him for taking his time too much. But I also blame Marvel if this is the case, at least again, this is me invested in the story way more than saying Tom King. Tom King gets knocked off the Batman book at issue 85. And I'm like, please, just get him off the book, whatever. But there were fans of his that wanted that continuation and felt ripped off. Now I know how they feel because I feel ripped <laughs> off already. And we're not even done. I don't know how he'll end and maybe he will end up. But now I feel like, you know, Marvel, you let this go on for all this time. You let him do this for way too long. And now you just cut it off at the knees. And now we're not going to get, you know, a satisfying deal. That's what my biggest worry is. And that pisses me off. Because I thought that we were going to have some fun with the Sinister War. I thought it was just going to be this other story, Kindred in the background. We'll get done the Sinister War. Peter's going to have feels like it, you know, a playback of a classic type deal. And then we'll get to the Kindred stuff. But that's not the case now. Well, and for it me, just... I thought that the Sinister War is going to play a lot of with what Nick Spencer himself played with these characters. He has played with uh, Craven the Hunter really early on in this run. And I feel like that Craven versus the Craven that we're seeing here feel like two different characters. Craven hasn't even talked yet, and I feel like ah, that's not the same Craven. Well, and remember, here just as an aside, the Craven story that he had legitimately, this is the clone deal son of Craven. Like, remember all that was that was that the is case, also true, yeah, right, yeah. But but that right. doesn't that doesn't. I'm not saying you're wrong. Because I don't think that gives a pass of anything. I think that Craven just isn't talking and he's yeah. not doing anything. But you never played with that. You, you never did more with that. Like, there's so much here. Again, I don't know who to be more angry at. Nick Spencer for, you know, twiddling his thumbs too long and not getting things going on because maybe he thought he was going to be on the book forever. Or, or the Marvel people that now allowed for, him to do it. Yeah, them, the, the editors or whatever. Is Nick Spencer a guy who doesn't like to listen? I don't know. I don't know the inner workings. But you have to kind of get together as a team because who suffers is us. Everybody listening, us. Now, if you like it a little more, that's the problem. Why I'm so angry is because I have to fight with Brandon anytime I mention this book <laughs> because he hates Nick Spencer. He can't stand him. I like him. I think he is a good writer. He just has these quirks that Brandon's starting to get more and more, you know, true with the deal. It's like when Bendis was coming over to D.C. He warned everybody and yeah. we're getting a yeah, lot of what he warned us about. But I still like Nick Spencer and I think that he really likes Spider-Man. I think that he knows what would be some the, of the lore. What would be the perfect amount of issues for Nick Spencer, though? If, 700, if, I think. That's the problem. 75 is not enough. I know. Six was clearly not enough for people in Secret Wars, so I don't. I don't know. Like I, I'm really frustrated with the fact that like, like there's these moments with Carly, right? When she is in in this cell with Harry, he is just going off on like, oh, this is my story. This is why I'm here. And then Carly's just like in her head, oh, I don't think I can trust him. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. I'm just, I don't know why that bothers me, but it bothers me. <laughs> but, but she could say, why are you here? You were How dead you on alive? a gurney. You, you were <laughs> dead. And say, what? Like, no. that was, But yeah, that, that's the mystery. So we don't know the deal. It's so weird because even like stuff leading into this, we had that slow build. And then all of a sudden, 
Ned Leeds is back. There's a cliffhanger. Oh, my God, that's not the real Ned Leeds. He looks evil. Look at him. He's Betty. He's got her pregnant. What's going to happen? Whatever. Boom, that's done. Push it aside. And never really, you know, anything satisfying. Oh, I took a lot of the goblin serum. That's what I did. And then I rose from the dead. You know me, Peter. And now let's go punch the foreigner in the face. Voila, we're done. And, you know, are we even going to see it? Like, that's how things at the end. And we could say it all along. Who is to blame more? Is it, you know, the writer? Is it who's watching the Nick Spencer man? Is, you know, should they have said to him at one point, you got too much going on here. Let's get things resolved and then we'll move on. But they let him go for all this time. And there are tons. I mean, I forgot half the things that we because we were already annoyed. But the problem is, is that. I don't get as mad. I might be yelling, but I don't get as mad as like a Jason Aaron Avengers because Jason Aaron, like he just seems to not want to write the Avengers. It seems like Nick Spencer has ADHD and everything that he loves and wants about Spider-Man. He wanted to get in this run. And now the, the you got to pay the piper and you don't have enough time. And that's a shame because I do think, and I, I, he's never got, he doesn't go away from Spider-Man at least. It's always Spider-Man, but there's just too many threads, too many things going on. And it, it's, it's just come to roost here. And it's, it's a shame, but just as a single issue, as a prelude to Sinister War, I am so confused about what we're dealing with now after a prelude issue. That's not good. I mean, you are just throwing things at us, and I just, I'm hoping that that first issue of Sinister War is going to really, really spell out what we're doing, what we're going to be getting on, and, and things like that, because, yeah, I, I'm I'm really confused. I'm confused about what's going down, but the art, I thought, was really good. I love that that last spread, and we're going to get, and that's the thing. We have up to issue 74, but we also have, you know, the Sinister War single issues like that you know it's its own so he has more issues to deal with things than actual those four but it's still is it going to be enough and, and what are you going to do uh but with that i'm in the same deal i think this is like a six five maybe a six i'm gonna go six five because of the art again but i, I can't go anything higher than that uh what do you give it <sighs> man i <laughs> i like this more than avengers for sure yeah i do too so that automatically puts it at a six five. I mean, I, I might get it. I might give it a six eight, maybe somewhere around there. Maybe I'll give it a little bit. I'd like, but I'm so confused about things. So I'm gonna stay at a six five. Uh, so yeah, you, same. You, I'm, I'm, I'll stick. I'll stick with a six five. But I definitely need what I'm hoping for, and I don't think I will get. But I'm what I'm hoping for is that they bundle everything up in this one issue and then separate it throughout the other four, so that way in the last issue. It all comes back together and somehow it can get like a solid ending. That's what I'm hoping for. I don't think it will get it, but who knows? And it's funny because I think and looking at the reviews, which I always do, uh, we've been pretty positive, uh, you know, more positive than reviewers and even user reviews uh, for a while now, but not on this issue. People seem to, people seem to like this more. I was going to say, uh, is, it, is it the opposite now? Are they... How high is the is the? I it's mean, only, you're it's always going to find a ten. Yeah. You're it's always going to find a ten. Yeah. It's an aggregate score of eight is the deal. But like last issue, which we weren't hip on as much, but it was a six six. We have like seven fives, but we've been pretty positive overall. Like this whole series now is at a full out seven six overall, and 
we've been positive, uh, especially since we started talking about it, where people seem to be down. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's excited about it, and we're confused and upset. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, there's always. And that's the funny thing. There is only the highest score is an 8.5. It's just that the lowest is a 7. Everybody's above us. Mm-hmm. So you, you get that. And the user reviews, 8.4 is way higher than us as well. But we'll see. And maybe we'll be impressed. Maybe we'll be all fired up. I hope. I hope this ends well. It's too long a run to end up feeling like it was fudged at the end. And that would be a shame. That that would be, you know, to me would be a shame. Again, like the Tom King deal, if you were a fan of his. I wasn't. So now I see how it feels. So with that, though, Clay, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, of course, you can always find me at Fanboy Clay on Twitter, where you can find my link tree in my bio, where all the links to all of my shows are, uh, including DC Alliance, Batman News Weekly, Comic Book Legion podcast, this podcast, as well as the Weird Science DC podcast, where I do the digital spotlights, as well as the Ranger Alliance podcast. Okay, and that's that. So check that out. Link in the show notes. All right, everybody, and that's it. That is the podcast for this week. I hope that you enjoyed getting back to the swing of things. And if you're wondering where, like, uh, a book, a little book, like Extreme Carnage is, that is actually on the Patreon spotlight this week, picked by the badasses, the Get Fresh crew, beep, boop. And if you could tell, this episode I ended up, again, having scheduling problems where I was supposed to get Brandon and stuff involved, and then he ended up having some snafus and things like that. So I apologize that we didn't have, say, the roll call at the beginning. Also, some news. We'll get back to that full, you know, full tapestry of podcasting next week, next Thursday night. But like I said, in the meantime, if you want to hear Extreme Carnage and also in what ended up being pretty much a surprise pick, by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep boop. I'll also be talking about Thor and Loki Double Trouble number four on the Patreon Spotlight as well. To listen to that, like we talked about at the beginning, go over to patreon.com slash weird science and you'll be able to hear all of that stuff. Have a grand old time. But yeah, like I said, when we get back to the big swing of things next week, we will have the roll call. We'll have the news again. Also remember on Sunday night, The Star Wars podcast comes out, and I'll be talking about Star Wars Bounty Hunter, number 14, I believe, continuing the war of the Bounty Hunters there. And then we'll have a catch-up episode next week as well. But yeah, thanks for listening to this. Again, apologize for kind of the, I think, kind of the shortness of it. Still over an hour of podcasting, so I hope that you all enjoy that, and I will talk to you later.